0: That night I didn't realize but my Wi-Fi wasn't working. Oh, so no. I wasn't getting any phone calls, any texts on my phone. So, you know, usually the coach calls you before uh, they pick you. Okay. And they tried to call me but I Didn't get it and I didn't know. So we're just watching and we're kind of waiting for a phone call because that's when you know. Yeah. So we're just looking at the screen, like, oh, you know, wonder who they pick. And then my name comes up on the TV
1: screen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And my mom and I jump up off the couch. We're like screaming, yelling. We're like Hello everyone, that was Hope Breslin of the Houston Dash, talking about the moment she was selected as the first ever draft pick of Angel City FC. And I'm Julianne Deets and I want to welcome you to the She Dreams and Goals podcast where soccer dreams come alive and goals are just the beginning. This podcast is all about empowering girls to use their passion for soccer as fuel for on-field success and a lifetime of wellness. In each episode, we'll talk to stars from the NWSL, health experts, and performance coaches to unlock their secrets to success and discover what it takes to be the healthiest soccer players and people we can be. In this episode, we're talking to Hope Breslin, an extremely talented left-footed player we were lucky enough to watch as a freshman in high school, then again many years later when her Angel City FC team visited our hometown race in Louisville. We just feel so fortunate that Hope was willing to join us to talk about her incredible journey, what it was like realizing a childhood dream, being resilient in the face of disappointment, and so much more. I just absolutely love every conversation I have with Hope, and I feel this conversation is particularly powerful for young soccer players. But you don't have to take my word for it. Elizabeth, what did you think? Hope is one of my favorite players. She's so nice to me when I saw her last year, and it was really cool to listen to her talk about believing in yourself and working hard for your dreams. Alright, so whether you still pack a soccer bag full of shin guards and a ball, or the weekly carpool full of fierce young female soccer players, I hope you'll join us each week to explore how we can achieve our dreams both on and off the field. Elizabeth, kick us off! Welcome to the She Dreams and Goals Podcast. First off, Hope, thank you so much for being here again. Um, I think I'm going to have to name you guest of the year because you've had to come back for a second time because we had a bit of an audio mess up on my end. So seriously, thank you so much. Um, and girls, maybe we have our first lesson of this episode, and that is to always double check your equipment. <laughs> always make sure you have your cleats and your shin guards in your bag. I still have yeah. nightmares about, you know, forgetting my, oh my cleats. Gosh, too. <laughs> No, that's okay, though. I had so much fun last time, so I'm really excited to be back. Okay, awesome. So I thought we would change up the order a little bit from our last conversation because I thought you had some really great things to say about your youth experience. So could you maybe walk us through a bit of your background and where it all began for you? Yeah, of
0: course. Um, So I grew up in Massapequa, New York, which is on Long Island. Uh, I played on a lot of different youth teams. Um, I think it just took me some time to find the right fit. But, you know, I wouldn't change any of that experience, though, because it was all a learning process. It led me to where I am today. And I collected a great group of friends and was taught by some amazing coaches that I can now lean on whenever I need support.
1: That's great. Um, And it's really interesting because it echoes a theme that I have seen a lot through this podcast. A lot of the different players that we've interviewed, they've all talked about the importance of surrounding themselves with the people that they trust, people that believe in them, and people that really will be there for them when things get tough.
0: Yeah, I think having a core group of people that you can lean on and trust is critical in your growth and will definitely help you in your success down the road.
1: So when you look back on your youth experience and the many different teams and games, do you have a favorite memory? Yeah, I would say rather than
0: a single game, I would say my high school playing experience in general. I was so fortunate to be able to play four years of varsity for a really good team. You know, we won three New York State championships, and though unfortunately we lost in overtime my senior year, which
1: I would say still haunts me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can definitely relate. When I was a senior in college, my team had done pretty well. We had won our, my freshman, sophomore year, we had won our conference tournament, played the NCAAs. My junior year, I believe we won the conference, but we lost in the finals. My senior year, we had beat the team that we ended up losing to in the first round of the playoffs. We beat them like five days before, five nothing.
0: Um, oh it was gosh. like an
1: extra game because we were playing at Disney. And so we had like an extra game than we normally do. And we lost. Right. My parents were planning on flying in the night after. It was just like, Oh my gosh. Such, it, was, it was a tearjerker, really. Yeah, um, you never know. Yeah. You never know. But I think, so we have a little secret, Um, even though it feels like a century ago, we actually <laughs> are from the same high school. And while we did not play anywhere near the same time um my team i think we were kind of the first generation of the the strong mass teams we had mm-hmm. won the first i believe it was i could be totally wrong there might have been you know a team from earlier on but we were the first team I think that won the state championship and um, wow. for anyone that listened to the first episode it was kind of an exciting game a little bit legendary because we came back from losing 3-0 um, against the team that Abby Wambach was on and we won 4-3 to um, with about 15 minutes left to go So that's awesome yeah it was pretty cool and I'm sure maybe you guys heard about it when you were a young player but I actually saw you play in a high school game, which I think is really cool. I remember you being really small. <laughs> um, was, I think it was freshman year. I remember hearing about Hope, the fr- you know, this awesome <laughs> freshman. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, how was that experience?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I was so small. I think I was probably one of the smallest until maybe like my junior year. But okay. My freshman year, I was so tiny. And for about half the season, the jersey that they gave me was Like down to my knees. It was (laughs) crazy. (laughs) But high school soccer was just so much fun. You know, the girls were so welcoming. And it was just great to have the opportunity to learn from such good players, some of which were three, four years older than me.
1: Yeah, I think high school can be a really cool experience because before that, you're pretty much playing with people that are about the same age as you, mm-hmm. unless you play up. So high school, definitely you get to learn from older players. And if you're on a good high school team, it could just can be an amazing experience. So are there any lessons that you learned from that experience?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the first lesson is kind of what I just mentioned, like always be willing to learn from those around you. It's so easy to get discouraged when other players are bigger or better, but, you know, it's always a great opportunity to improve. And I think another lesson is just to believe in yourself. You know, whether you're a freshman playing on a varsity team, you're playing up a year, joining a new club, or just playing in your own age group and maybe going through a rough patch, just always remember that you've made the team for a reason, you're there for a reason, and just use that to keep your motivation to learn and keep working and grow. That's
1: great. Um, I just think that's such good advice. And I think it goes really nicely with what I wanted to ask you next. Um, When you think about where you are now playing professionally for the Houston Dash, and you think back to when you were a little girl, what advice would you give yourself? I think part of it
0: is kind of what I just said, like believe in yourself you know? Yeah. And I think the other thing I would say is that all the sacrifices are going to be worth it. You know, I feel like I look back and I definitely missed a lot because of soccer, whether that was a party, an event, whatever. Yeah. Not everything, obviously, but there was definitely a lot. But I'm also having the chance to experience something that has been a dream of mine since I could remember. So the sacrifice was definitely worth it.
1: Yeah, and I would say that just because you work hard, right? And just because you make sacrifices doesn't mean your dreams are going to come true. But I do truly believe that it is through hard work and sacrifices that we do grow as people. And sometimes, you know, through that process, we learn things about ourselves and we build skills like resilience that really prepare us for dreams we don't even know we have yet.
0: Yeah, I think whether or not the dreams that you have become a reality you'll still walk away from that experience with tons of knowledge, great memories, and just really feeling like you grew as an individual
1: so about that dream, you were the first ever draft pick for angel city FC. Um, can you tell mm-hmm. us what that felt like? you know where were you when you found out? What was it like living and playing in L.A. and just like being a professional in general?
0: Yeah, it was it was such an amazing experience. Um, so I got drafted and draft night. It was just me and my mom at home. You know, we okay. didn't want to make it a big deal, you know, just in case I didn't get drafted and get picked. We didn't want this big thing. So it's just me and my mom. And funny enough, that night I didn't realize, but my Wi-Fi wasn't working. Oh, so no. I wasn't getting any phone calls, any texts on my phone. So, you know, usually the coach calls you before uh, they pick you. Okay. And they tried to call me, but I didn't get it and I didn't know. So we're just watching and we're kind of waiting for a phone call because that's when you know. Yeah. So we're just looking at the screen like, oh, you know, wonder who they picked. And then my name comes up on the TV screen. Oh my gosh. And my mom and I jump up off the couch. We're like screaming, yelling, we're like crying. It was. Oh my gosh. It was such like an awesome experience. And I think it made it better that I didn't get the call because it was so genuine. Yeah, that
1: sounds really awesome. Yeah, just like a total surprise. Oh
0: my gosh. And as soon as that happened, Like, the whole family ran over to the house. So then we got to celebrate after. But it was, yeah, that night was something that I'll definitely never forget. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, going to L.A., um, you know, LA is no New York, but it's still it's still pretty. <laughs> like amazing. a true New Yorker, you're such a true <laughs> <Yeah>. New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nothing will ever compare. But not a bad second option for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely not.
0: Yeah. So it was really cool living there for a year. It was such a cool experience just to you know play alongside such great players like Kristen Press, Sydney Larue. Wow.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I felt like I really learned and grew as a player um, when I was there. But also, the crowds that they had at the stadium were just incredible. Like, it was nothing I've ever experienced before. I was going to
1: say, have you ever played in front of a crowd like that before?
0: No, not even close. I don't think we ever had less than 16,000 fans at a game. And we would sell out a lot of times, which was 22,000. Oh, that's
1: so cool. And it was
0: so loud. Sometimes you couldn't even hear your teammate that was right next to you on the field.
1: Oh my gosh. That must have been really surreal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was so cool. I just, I mean, when you were telling me your story, I literally got like chills. Just, it's so awesome to hear. You know, I can picture you and how excited you must have been. Mm -hmm. And I love that there's this like funny little story to it that your (laughs) Wi-Fi wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if you're okay with it, I would like to ask you about some of the things that um, have happened over the last year because I think there's a lot to learn from your journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So, would you mind me asking how the transition from Angel City to Houston Dash came about?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I was on a one-year contract with Angel City, and um, the general manager informed me that my contract was not going to be renewed for next season. Okay. So, you know, that was obviously hard to hear, really hard on my confidence. But now I'm in Houston playing, and I've been training with the Dash, and my official contract will begin when the players leave for the World Cup. So that's, like so soon. I mean, they Mm -hmm. just,
1: they're probably going in.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: First off, thanks so much for sharing that. I hate asking questions like that because I know it must be really disappointing and probably not your favorite thing to talk about, but I think there are so many powerful messages for our audience in your story. Some of them you have already talked about, like believing in yourself and learning from those around you and making sacrifices. And in my eyes, they make you such a wonderful role model for someone like my daughter, Elizabeth. And, you know, with this most recent Recent situation, you faced a huge disappointment, but rather than letting it define you, you kept pushing, and you're now back on a professional team. And can I ask you, would you mind talking a little bit about how you handled that? Yeah, of course. So
0: I would say first, um, I took a few weeks off after last season, kind of just to step away and put my focus on other things that I enjoy, like being with my family and friends at home. Um, but even in the good times, I think it's also important to have other things you enjoy doing and just ways to step away from that pressure. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I spent a lot of time talking with coaches, family and former teammates who helped me see that my career is just starting. And you know, there are so many opportunities out there for me. And that comes back to what we talked about, I feel like about, you know, the importance of your network and having people that you can rely on in those times of need. And then after that, it was just about getting back to believing in myself and getting back to training and keep on pushing for my dream
1: we tend to look at professionals and we you know we glorify their experiences and we think their past must have been all straight of you know straight lines since they were a childhood <laughs> to the pros that they were like this amazing player and just everything has been wonderful since then but you know i do know through my own playing experiences um and my own professional career as a counselor and definitely all the conversations i've had um, on this podcast so far it's clear that a straight line journey is the exception and that not the rule, that life is really swervy, I like to say. (laughs) And one of the things that is becoming the most clear to me is that there are many paths we can take to reach our dreams. And Mm -hmm. as I've said it before, sometimes we land on an amazing dream that wasn't even part of our initial plan.
0: Yeah. So I think knowing the path to success is not always just full of positives and good times is super important. You know, you're going to struggle, you'll question yourself at times, but knowing that that's normal and it's just another step in your journey will help you keep a healthy mindset and continue to reach for your goals. That's such good advice.
1: Um, So I know you're really busy and I want to be conscious of your time, but would it be okay if we asked a few more questions? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I know Elizabeth has a question or maybe two. um, And then we have a question from a youth player, Olivia, from the Concord Fire in Atlanta. Um, And I have one or two fun questions for you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, do you have a lucky charm or pregame ritual? Kind of, I would say.
0: Um, I'm not sure why I do it or when it started but I'll always put on my right side first. So I'll put my right sock on first, then my left sock, my right cleat on, then my left cleat, my right shin guard, then my left, but it's always has to be the right side first.
1: That's so interesting, especially cuz you're a lefty. I would think I know. I don't know. That's funny. I'm trying to go. Maybe I do my left foot. Maybe you do the opposite of what you are. We're going to have to put a survey out there. Yeah. I I I need to know. You think you do your left? Yeah. Yeah, I do my left. So maybe righties do do their left foot first and righties do your right. I'm going to put a survey out there and see. Um, Um, Who was your favorite soccer player when you were growing up? Yeah, so my favorite soccer player was Julie
0: Foudy. She um, was on the 99 team, you know, the famous 1999 team, Um, and she was actually, she's actually an investor in Angel City, so she would come to a lot of the games, and, you know, after one of the games, she actually came on the field, and I got to meet her. And I took a photo with her, and it was, it felt like a full circle moment, and it was so cool and so exciting.
1: I was even a fan, you know, even though I'm older, I was a fan of her. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely that 99 team was pretty epic. Yeah.
0: In elementary school, we had to write like a little book on someone, and I, I wrote a book all about her. Mm -hmm. You still have it? No, I don't. I wish I did. She asked me that too, but I
1: don't. Uh, We haven't really talked about your college career, which was also pretty impressive. Um, So three rapid fire questions. Um, What drew you to the University of
0: Illinois? Yeah. Um, I love that question. Um, I think think two things, maybe. Um, You know, the coaches, definitely. They were so welcoming from the first time I stepped foot on campus. They were friendly. And after I got to know them more, I just really loved their knowledge of the game and the way that they wanted to play. But I also think that the campus itself was super nice. And I immediately just felt like home there.
1: Well, it sounds like you had a really great experience there. And it was a right fit for you right away. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, compared to living, you know, living in a small town compared to living in a large um, town in, in New York, what was that like? How did that feel for you?
0: Yeah, that's so funny that you asked that, because I got that question all the time when I was in college. Um so it's obviously so different than New York, but I just grew to love it. Um it had such a big college town feel. So you didn't really feel like you were in a small town in the Midwest. Um there was so much support from the community. So it just really grew to feel like home.
1: That sounds great. So were you able to go to like a lot of the different sporting events? Um for yeah, all the it was different so teams fun
0: just to support um
1: all the other sports and then they would come to our games. Um, It was just really fun. That sounds great. That sounds like a Mm -hmm. ton of fun. Um, What was your favorite college soccer memory? Yeah, I think
0: it's easy to, you know, pinpoint a certain game Um, that was super fun, but... For me, I think playing in our new stadium that we got. So there was talk about building a new stadium early on in my in my college career. Um, but it really got to see the whole process of being of it being like brought to life. So I think playing in it, it was I think officially finished my senior year. Um, it was such such a cool experience to play in there, and it was brand new. You know, state of the art facilities, um, and it really I think attracted a lot of attention and brought a lot of people to our games. And it was just such a cool experience.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome, and it just sounds like... You went from like a really good high school experience to a really good college experience Mm -hmm. where you felt like there was great community around you and people that were really excited to see you play. And I think that can sometimes be unique, but you're seeing it more and more. And that just has me so excited for the young girls that are playing now to see how much growth there has been for women's soccer. Okay, Hope, I have a question from Olivia from Concord Fire in Atlanta. And her question is...
0: Hey Hope, my name's Olivia. I'm eight years old and I love playing soccer for my club in Atlanta,
1: Georgia. What advice do you have for youth soccer players who want to play in the NWSL uh, one day?
0: Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I would say just making sure that you remember that you're playing the game because you love it. You know, you want to wake up every day and be happy to play and think you have the best job in the world because your mindset and love for the game will drive you and always keep you motivated.
1: I love that, Hope. Did you have anything Mm -hmm. else? Sorry, I cut you off.
0: No, that's okay. I think another one would, I think I talked about it a little bit before, but I would say just make sure you're learning from every experience or lesson that comes your way, good or bad, because you can always, always, always take something away and become a better person or player from it.
1: Okay, that is so good. I love that. I think that is great advice so have fun remember that you started playing this game because it is so fun mm-hmm. and every opportunity is a chance to learn something whether you're happy with the way you're playing or you're struggling with a coach all opportunities are opportunities to learn and grow and mm-hmm. i think that is just incredible advice okay so we have Elizabeth here and i know she is super excited to ask some questions i'm ready Okay, I have two questions. One okay. is a fun question, and then one, I guess, is more serious. So my fun question is, every time I come to Mass Pico or New York, I have bagels. Do you like bagels, and what's your favorite?
0: Oh, do I love bagels. I love bagels. You have to if you're from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see um i like most types of bagels but i think my favorite would be like a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel
1: Mm. either
0: probably either a plain bagel or an everything bagel
1: i think it depends on my mood though that makes sense what's your favorite my favorite is salt yeah we're big salt salt fans but if i'm gonna go bacon egg and cheese i'm gonna go french toast bagel with bacon egg and cheese it's it's a Favorite it's like of mine. The best Let's, of both worlds. Yes, it's new for me. I, it's yeah. a new thing. So we've been in New York for a couple of days. The first night we had pizza, of course. Are of you course. A, yeah. I mean, going to school in Illinois, did you have to fight people about what your favorite, what the best kind of pizza is? Every single day, they think
0: deep (laughs) dish is the best, but like obviously
1: not. No, obviously not. It's too much. Yeah. So we had pizza the first night, and then we had bagels in the morning, of course, and then some Chinese food too. Oh, so good! I'm so jealous. Yep. love it. So, okay. And what's your serious question? Okay, so my other question is, what position
0: do you play, and have you always played that position? Great question. Um, I play two positions. Um, I play midfield, I like to play attacking midfield, and then I play outside forward usually on the left, but I could also play on the right. And I st- when I started playing soccer, I played outside forward. But one day my coach needed someone to play in the midfield. So he put me there and I've loved it ever since. So that's definitely my favorite one though.
1: Cool. Are you a lefty? I am a lefty. <laughs> it's, secret- it's a secret weapon being a lefty. It is. Right?
0: <laughs> what position do you play? I play striker. Of course. So you score all the goals, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to score goals, mm-hmm. yeah, for
1: sure. All right, thanks, Elizabeth. Those were really good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope, thank you so much for coming on again. We so appreciate having you and your insights, and we're so excited to see you playing with the Dash this summer. Uh, we will definitely be uh, tuning in and catching your your games and cheering you on, and hopefully one day our paths will cross in Massapequa, and mm-hmm. um, we can see each other. That would be awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me again.
0: Um, I had so much fun again. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully we'll see each
1: other soon. Yeah. If not, we'll probably catch one of your games when you're in town playing against Racing Louisville. Yes, definitely. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, if you'd like what you heard, please follow us, which you can do by visiting SheDreamsAndGoals.com. Follow us on Instagram at SheDreamsAndGoals. And most importantly, share our podcast with family, friends, and teammates. And until next time, keep playing and keep dreaming. This podcast was prepared by duly authorized members of she Dreams and Goals LLC. She Dreams and Goals LLC does not accept liability for any opinions or information of any kind expressed by its guests and hereby makes clear that those opinions do not represent the opinions and or recommendations of She Dreams and Goals LLC or its members. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any form of professional advice. Listeners of this podcast should conduct their own extensive research before making any decisions in connection with topics discussed in this podcast. She Dreams and Goals LLC is committed to providing content that is safe and appropriate for all ages. However, legal guardians are ultimately responsible for supervising access by any minor under their care to content produced by She Dreams and Goals LLC. She Dreams and Goals LLC does not make any warranty or representation as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. To the fullest extent permitted by law, She Dreams and Goals LLC shall not incur any liability in connection with this podcast. This podcast may not be copied, published, reproduced, or redistributed in whole or part without the written permission of a duly authorized member of She Dreams and Goals LLC. For further information, please visit www.shedreamsandgoals.com.